Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real Steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live from New York, it's the show that is looking into hiring Bill Belichick. <laughs> if nobody else wants him, we'll take you, buddy. He might be fun. He'd be great. No. Oh, yeah. You think? He's got an I'm not sure. Jim Harbaugh to the Chargers. Sure. Can he unlock the superstar within Justin Herbert? Meanwhile, Brock Purdy. Not awesome, but playing awesome. Yes. Except for Sunday. Except A very for good player who's playing Sunday. awesome. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. Is Brew willing to guarantee an excellent game wow. for one of his favorite quarterbacks? And finally, it's the most motivational segment in all of sports. It's the Bud List alongside Nick Wright. I'm Kevin Wilds. Brew, anyone on the bubble of the Bud List? Yes. Wow. Giannis and Dane. Oh, it's oh, double bubble. Bubble Bud List. You know, <laughs> have bubble. you ever thought about having five people on the Bud List? That well, we solved. used to, but yeah. it was... It was getting a lot of love. It was shining. So, so Wilds, Wilds yeah. mixed it. Cut it to three. How Today the would have been a good day. Yeah. How have the ratings been? Pretty <laughs> <laughs> <they> better then? You <laughs> <laughs> got us there. <laughs> MVP finalist, spoiler alert, the reigning MVP did not make it. Lamar, Dak, Purdy, Christian McCaffrey, and Josh Allen. Show fave. Hit 50-something touchdowns. Yeah. Nick, are you okay with this list? All right, much like the Academy Awards, we don't need 10 Best Picture nominees. We don't need five MVP finalists. I thought you liked the, that. I like that, you vote, I like that you vote, but I'm saying we don't need to invite five to the award ceremony when we know five. We know we almost assuredly know who's winning it. We definitely know who's not winning it. But set that aside. What these five finalists mean is these were the top five vote-getters. That, that's who they're inviting. They're inviting the people who finished one through five in each right. category. And this is ridiculous. <laughs> Listen, Lamar yeah. obviously has to be there. Lamar's going to win it. Dak obviously has to be there. He had a strong case throughout the entirety of the year, and I think everyone expects him to finish second. Christian McCaffrey has to be there. Brock Purdy and Josh Allen have no business being top five MVP finalists. Let's deal with the Brock Purdy stuff first. Were the Niners some historic juggernaut? Did the, did the Niners, were they a team whose offense had to be so sensational because the defense was so bad? No. They won 12 games. They were one of seven teams in the league this year to win 11 or 12 games. They, their defense was excellent. Their offense was excellent. Do they have to have two MVP finalists? Of course not. Then we get to the Buffalo Bills, who the entire case for Josh Allen MVP finalist is, he's a hell of a runner. 
That's it. That's the whole case. Because the passing numbers blow no one away mm -hmm. for the third time in four years. The, the quarterback wins, folks, blows no one away. No. The, well, he just finds a way. It's the opposite. Of their six losses this year, three, all to non-playoff teams, all to teams the Bills had more talent than them, were directly related to his mistakes. True. So I can think of seven, eight, nine guys that should be there that, that are not Brock Purdy or Josh Allen. And so I just... Nine guys? Okay. Well, I mean, I, if, if you were to ask me, hey, Nick, who should go and we have to invite sure. at least five. Lamar, Dak, and Christian McCaffrey are definitely there. People in no particular order I would invite before these two. C.J. Stroud. Yeah. Tyreek Hill. Patrick Mahomes. Jared Goff, I would think about those people. So maybe nine is too many. Maybe I, I you know, I was picking that number, but CD those Lamb the, is the offensive player. No, because nine. again, I don't think Trip you. Wood. I think that I, I. Then tell me if you agree with me, Brew, and then I'll seed the time. I think if you're going to have two MVP finalists on the same side of the ball on the same team, that team's got to be like the greatest show on turf Rams where you are breaking records and the team is led entirely through that side of the football. And so, no, I just I wouldn't have CD even though CD was excellent. Yeah. And I wouldn't have two I didn't mention because I think Tyreek was the MVP of that team. Oh. Okay, what What's this? For doing what? While Nick feels angry... I feel vindicated. Why? Because apparently old brew, old school brew, oh, you're just looking at the stats. Oh, he's not a certain Hall of Famer. Why you keep bringing up Brian Sipe and what? Rich Gannon and all of that? Apparently brew, old school brew, is not the only one <laughs> who thought that Brock Purdy should be in the MVP conversation. Yeah, we knew that. That's right? what, yeah. uh, uh, one thing I love about writers, and that's who votes, is there writers don't Hold wave pom-poms. For no one. Writers are objective. Mm -hmm. All right? And writers looked at this and objectively said Brock Purdy is in the conversation. Yeah, that's good. All right, not going to win, but in the conversation. Now, you guys have said this, and this list proves you're right, that apparently, for how long has the MVP come from? A first or second seed? What, like 20 years. Like, yeah. all yeah. these years, guys, seven, right, right, all these guys are first or second seed. Mm -hmm. And so I think the question, to me, the one of these that you – people could argue about is like Josh Allen. And I think it's like you could argue, as you said, should C.J. Stroud be in there instead of I would, Allen I would have or that. Mahomes in there instead of Allen. And Let's look at the yeah. numbers, though. And you're obviously he's not the passer Mahomes is. But I do think, Nick, nowadays, whether it's Josh Allen, whether it's Lamar, we have to start looking at rush touchdowns for quarterbacks. Jalen Hurts as well. I mean, his are a little different with the tush push, but these guys are legitimate rushers. And so I, I, I think there's an argument. I'll just say it's not definitive that who had the better just season. Just their passing numbers because we have that well, too. Well, but, but and, and, I, right, he's not the passer. But again, to me, if you just look at Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson as a passer, you're, they're going no, to be underwhelmed. I agree, but on the, mo the so here's the problem, and I am not, I did not at all this season, at no point did, and you guys will vouch for this, mm. advocate Patrick Mahomes League MVP. Right. Then I, I think this the best early when he was league. actually in the oh, race. Oh yeah, sure. Was, I mean, at one point he yeah, was in the, the race. Maybe right. after the first month of the season, right. I was not arguing it. 
But what is so vexing to me is while the other thing I didn't argue all year was that the Chiefs skill position players, aside from Kelsey, are all a bunch of bums. But everyone else in the media did. And so here is to me where it is. Mainly it the feels, it fe- yeah. The, well, yeah, the, it feels to me like there is a different, a double standard going on. Mahomes having the same passing numbers as Allen, and Allen being discussed not just as a finalist, but up until week 18 that he could win it. When the art, I mean, that was no, that conversation. But that was that, only a handful. But clearly, I guess my point is, it clearly was not only a handful because he's there. He's top five. When the passing numbers are identical, despite the fact that everyone has said Mahomes was let down by his receivers, right. Mahomes that the that the receivers would hold them back. That Mahomes, despite leading, how many times do we hear about the Chiefs leading the league in drops yeah. and that being a part of Last it? And so years. that to me. Is yeah. is a frustrating element here. Not because I think Mahomes is league MVP or right. that he even. I would have invited CJ before him because I think it's a cooler story. And I think Tyreek has an argument because I think Tua is super limited. But I don't think Purdy needs to be there, and I don't think Josh needs to be there. I, I, I think quickly with uh, with Josh. They also remember they beat five. It's regular season now. We're thinking of the playoffs. Like yeah. what? But he beat five playoff team or went to playoff teams in the regular season out of six. Mahomes only beat one out of five. So I think that might have factored in Okay, as well. good. You were going to do the same. I didn't know. Is well, that what you Although I am for? the leader of the show, sometimes I don't know 100% what's going on. You and I just heard it. something in my ear. No. Oh. No, I – well. Okay. You, 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 you keep it secret? You want me to go? Or? I want you to go. Wait, I mean, there is, there is a bright side to this. That's what I was going to say. Go. There is was a bright it cowboy side, Cowboy Brew or something? No, no, no. It's not Cowboy Brew. I'm just – there's some – clearly y'all got something to make fun of Brew. No, we don't. It's not. I mean, because you're looking like it. Nick's like, you ready? Uh, <laughs> uh, so there is a bright side because Bruce Baltimore Ravens this is have it. been incredibly smart. Mm-hmm. They have sta- they have seen bulletin boards around the corner and run the other direction. Mm-hmm. They want to do nothing to add motivation for Patrick Mahomes. Dusty, Dusty the, board. the board. This is not the Ravens' this fault. This is the writers. But now. Oh, wow. Newly on the board. Oh, the league wow. MVP trophy. Oh, you're going to invite all these. That's the trophy. It's the MVP trophy. You're going to invite all these people. You're going to have a whole party mm-hmm. for the offensive player of the year, <laughs> for the defensive player of the year, for the league's MVP. And guess what? Not a single chief invited for any award. Rasheed Rice can't get a sniff for one of the five nominees for offensive rookie of the year. Can't happen. Mahomes can't get offensive player or MVP. Andy Reid, old Andy Reid, can't get coach of the year. Not even invited. They're inviting one-sixth of the league for coaches. Can't do that. Brett Beach, executive of the year. No, no, no. (laughs) So guess what? NFL honors, you're on the board. And unfortunately, the Chiefs don't get to play you. But in the meantime, they'll get to play the Baltimore Ravens, who had a plenty nominated for these awards. So we'll see. You know what? That's fair. When I I saw this list, I did think, oh, yeah, that that could motivate the Chiefs. We'll find some bulletin board material. There we go. Okay, Jim Harbaugh headed back to the NFL as a coach, not a player. Fresh off a national championship, Harbaugh looking to repeat the success he had in San Francisco where he went 44-19-1. Project number one, Justin Herbert, who had a very blasé year. 5-8, completion percentage, fine. Passing yards per game, 13th. He doesn't throw the ball deep, which seems bizarre via Kellen Moore. 
touch 20 touchdowns. Just a lot of what Those passing yards per game completion percentage and passer rating for Josh Allen gets you invited to the MVP okay. ceremony. He <laughs> also missed four games. Uh, all right, so, Brew, do you believe Harbaugh can unlock Justin Herbert? I do, and that's what he does. He unlocked Alex Smith. I don't think it's an overstatement, Nick, to say he saved Alex Smith's career. Alex Smith, the number one pick in the draft. This guy was the number one pick in the draft and hadn't had a winning season in, like, his first five or six years. He was hurt one of those years. So, like, first six years before Harbaugh gets there, you undisputedly viewed as a bust. Yep. And he gets there from a 6-10 and 10 season, and Harbaugh takes him 13-3, and three, and they go to the conference championship game. And Alex Smith, of course, goes on eventually yep. to Kansas City. He has a nice career, okay? Colin Kaepernick. Now, obviously, there's all types of stuff that happen after the fact, you know, with the anthem and all that. But, I mean, as a player, he went – this guy was a borderline star. He never made a pro bowl or anything like that. But he was becoming a star yep. under Harbaugh. His record with Harbaugh was 25-14. and 14. His record without Harbaugh, 3-16. and 16. So, Harbaugh is a – a great coach, a great clearly. Coach. And so, yeah, I, look, Herbert, you mentioned it, Nick, the yards per game, completion percentage, uh, um, touchdowns, all career lows this year. He was not staying. I know you talked earlier in the year about him staying steady. He was declining a by bit. the time the season ended. By the, and he was, yeah, I agree. And it's a bad, it was a bad atmosphere and all yep. that for him, too, environment. But, yeah, so, I think Harbaugh unlocked. So, on that note, we can show you – because my I am not one of the loud Justin Herbert critics. I think he's an A-minus quarterback. What's frustrating is he was an A-minus quarterback his rookie season. Not for a rookie, but it, just amongst quarterbacks was an A-minus. And I think he has stayed that way since then. Here is the thing, though. And this is why I think this is an interesting spot for Harbaugh. Harbaugh is a great coach. There's no doubt about it. And it is another great coach in the AFC West, and mm-hmm. I know we'll discuss that. Harbaugh's, I think, best value is exactly with what Brew was talking about, which is he can get your quarterback, even if they don't have a ton of talent, up to a good or even great level. The Chargers quarterback was already, is already good, has talent, so if we're going to say he's going to get him to an even higher level, so be it. But the Chargers and Wilds, this is when you can make your, you know, your voices and make fun of me, but I have to do it for 60 seconds. The Chargers cap situation's a disaster because they went all in. And they went all in on Herbert on his rookie deal, which was smart, but they wasted it. And so next year, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, the two of them, 67 million against the cap for those two players. They're not both going to be back. Next year, Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack, the two of them, $74 million against the cap. They're not both going to be back. Their great center, unfortunately, has a health issue, might not come back. They have one offensive lineman you believe in, no D lineman you believe in, and they have the fourth least cap space of any team in right. football. It's Saints, Dolphins, Bills, Chargers. And those last three all have something in common. You had quarterback early or mm-hmm. his rookie contract trying yep. to go topple the Chiefs and none of them could do it. And so I just think that this is a team in transition. And so I think Harbaugh is the best hire they could make. You think, I think so? What do you mean? You what? think Belichick? Well, well, I don't think Belichick wanted to go there. I, I'm worried about, or if I was a Chargers fan, I would be worried about exactly what Mangini told us last week. A college coach that has been 110% dialed in on high school recruiting and the Big Ten 
is now going to come like, all right, has he been di- – I know Vrabel's been dialed in the entire time. I know D'Amico Ryans was dialed in for the last few years 100% of the time. He hasn't been dialed in. And if he was, he wouldn't have won the national championship if he, if he was looking around yeah, at the NFL. Yeah, but the last time he did it, it worked great. He was dialed in on San Diego and then Stanford, got Stanford top five yeah. finished season, took over San Francisco, and your point, instantly good. And so, listen, I do think he's an excellent coach. I just think the Chargers are overrated talent-wise before they had to cut all these guys they're going to have to cut, and now they're going to have to cut a lot of players this offseason. Like. I mean, look, he – and I agree with Nick on how great Harbaugh is. It was, what, uh, a decade essentially ago that he was in the NFL. Yes. We've seen guys come back, Gruden, John Gruden, yeah. and it's a different league. Yeah. So I will give you that. But I still would bet on Harbaugh. It, it, it also, it, last point, the, it, while, I again, I think he's a great coach. Um, I'd be a little anxious that, he, except for at Michigan, he doesn't stay anywhere. And if you're, you're trying to take the long view with Justin Herbert, it's like he had Anthony Lynn, he had Brandon right. Staley. Harbaugh, aside from Michigan, is a four-year guy. Yeah. And then, like, are we going, you know what I mean? Are we yeah. going to be on this again? I think it's the right hire. But I don't – well, we'll get to it here. I, my guess is people are going to be more bullish on the Chargers than me. Nine and eight, Max. Uh, Mahomes locked into the Ravens while the AFC West reloading. Sean Payton, new QB. Antonio Pierce gets a full offseason and a new QB probably. Uh, Chargers get Jim Harbaugh. Mahomes, historically dominant. Nick, I know you have these memorized, but just for the audience, 30 and 5 is an absurd uh, no. division record. Best since the merger. So – should Chiefs fans, like myself, be worried about the Chargers? As worried as we were about Sean Payton. They're not competing with us. They might win a game in the, divi- in the regular season. It's hard to go 6-0 in the division every year. I understand that. But the, the Chargers are com- – the, the team who should be bummed out is the Raiders. Because now the Raiders, it's like, damn, we're probably going to be last in the division. Yeah. Which, by right the way, now, it sorry. should be noted, the Chargers were last in the division last year. And I know Herbert missed time, but he didn't miss the whole season. The only team in the AFC last year that finished with the worst record in the Chargers was the New England Patriots. It was by one game. Oh. Like, I think we need to reset our eyes there. And Brew, and I think we'll agree here. And I understand it's hard to project year over year and there's injuries. But going into next season, Kansas City, Baltimore, Cincinnati, Houston, and Buffalo. That's five teams. If all five quarterbacks stay healthy, I would expect all five of those teams to make the playoffs. But let's say one of them gets hurt once. So just, but say there's four playoff spots taken. There's only seven. The next, these next eight teams, if you ask their fans today, they all think they're in. Cleveland, they were in this year with four quarterbacks. Yep. Miami, Pittsburgh, they're there every year. Uh, Jacksonville, who had the down, I'm telling you, their fans thinking. Right. The Jets believe it. You Stop. you cannot. Yeah, I don't think need the, okay, I hear you, but, I, yeah, but okay, that's I, I fine. The out. Chargers, Denver, and a team you guys will roll your eyes at again, but was playing in a playoff game the final week of the year. Indianapolis. So there's only three teams whose fans going into the season think they're not making the playoffs: Tennessee, Las Vegas, and New England. That's right. it. And so my point is, the Chargers are competing, <laughs> even with Harbaugh Brew, to me, for one of those final two or three playoff spots, not with the Chiefs for the top of the conference. Yeah, I, look, worried, scared are too strong. I mean, the Chiefs, you got Patrick Mahomes. They don't need to be scared or worried about anybody, mm-hmm. okay? But on alert, raise your eyebrow, hmm, take note, sure. I mean, I, I do think the Chargers, and I didn't pick them this year to make the playoffs. Most people did. I don't remember if you did or not, I, but I most did. people had them in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I didn't think because of Staley they'd make it, but they were in it a couple years ago. They, were, they only won five games this year, but of the 12 losses, Nick, seven came by three points or less. 
And they're going to have those guys, you could tell they had lost faith in Staley. So they're going to be reinvigorated, whoever's back. They're going to be reinvigorated. Eckler, they'll probably lose, I'm, I'm guessing. Yeah. Although, you know, running back, who knows what the market will be like for him. I think even if they lose him, they can find a running back. They'll probably keep one of their receivers, I'm thinking. Yeah. Maybe Keenan Allen. Um, so I, I think they're going to be good. I think they'll get into the tournament. And if you're in the tournament with a great coach and a great quarterback – Sure. Then you got a shot, but so yeah, that's I don't think where, the Chiefs should be scared. That's where I, I just uh, – with, with and this is where I guess I do come across as a Herbert critic. I'm not ready to call Justin Herbert a great quarterback yet. He's, he's very talented. I think that if you're this deep into your career <clears throat> and you are not – uh, either a postseason lock or a – in the one time we saw him in the playoffs, I thought he played very poorly mm-hmm. after the first quarter and a half of that game. There's too many There's too many quarterbacks in the AFC that, to me, are known factors that I even if Herbert is great, whose name I would have ahead of him. Like, you know what I mean? Like, right now, I trust C.J. Moore. I, you have it's to trust one year, but C.J. Lamar was awesome. Moore. And then Josh – Joe and Patrick, that's no, five. That's fair. That's five, and then you see. But he, you know, I feel like he was under such a handicap with Staley. I mean, it just. You wanted to fire Staley months ago. Yeah. It was Well, no, because you wouldn't, because he was at Michigan. I would so. have been right. <laughs> no, I was right. <laughs> Is Bruce still riding with Brock next on FS1 what? in the Fox Sports Channel on Sirius XM? Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Fox Super 6 free-to-play game. You download the app and you enter for a chance to win your share of $10,000. Welcome back to an electric show. Brock Purdy, you know, last week, rough start, great ending in his third playoff win. Here he is on the fresh start to this Sunday's game. It doesn't matter if you play good or bad. Like, you can't, I don't think, take really any of that with you the next week. It's a new game. It's a new scheme. It's a new environment. Everything, everything about it is new. So... It's almost like you got to clean the slate, um, learn from the mistakes, build off of, you know, the good things that you've done. But it's going to be a it's it's a new game. That's exactly right. Brew, fresh off of a game-winning drive. Yeah, it's weird he'd want a clean slate fresh off that. Well, he doesn't. It's almost like well, he, he, he really everybody poorly. understands he didn't play. Go ahead. Until so. the, Are you until willing to guarantee to. that Brock Purdy, who was a Sterling twenty-three and six in his career, who led the league in passer rating? Who's undefeated in playoff games that he started and finished? What a question. And who's hosting a Lions defense that allowed Matthew Stafford to throw for nearly 375 yards? <laughs> we haven't seen a guy like this come into the league since Tom Brady. <laughs> Mr. Irrelevant, Brew, your guy, you've ridden for him all year. He's my guy. Are you willing to guarantee, beyond the shadow of a doubt, <laughs> that he will have just a good game? Great question. <laughs> and unfortunately for you guys, I know the history of the NFL too well. I, I, I just do. Greg is not. I know Greg. that in his uh, first, I know that in his first nine seasons, including when he finally won his first Super Bowl, if you be- that the Peyton. great Peyton Manning, hear a brother out, that the great Peyton Manning, yeah, 
had a passer rating under 80 seven times in his first 13 playoff games. Three times he was in the 30s. Okay? I know that John Elway, another all-time great. And Greg trying to stare me down. Another all-time great. <laughs> um, that he, four times in his playoff career, yeah. completed fewer than 41% of his passes. The great John Elway in his first nine playoff games, Wilds. Yeah. First nine. Okay. He threw at least one interception in each game. So if I can't guarantee, I know y'all want me to be a hot take artist and just say whatever. <laughs> I can't guarantee that those two all-time greats, Manny number three on this next yeah. list, Elway, what, six? Five or six. Five, six. I'm not going to guarantee okay. anybody right. except maybe Patrick Mahomes would have a great game. Now, good game. what good I will say is this. Uh, oh. I firmly believe okay. and firmly expect <laughs> All right. Brock Purdy to play very well. And as you said it, he's undefeated <laughs> in the playoffs. Has he never thrown an interception in the postseason? And I got a graphic. Wait, Brother, no. oh. <laughs> Look at this graphic. Under pressure. We know golf struggles under pressure. Yeah. Guess who doesn't? Brock Purdy. Eight yards per attempt. Five Nine TDs. Not, well, not, golf not, got eight. No, when golf has eight. Yeah. Right. When, thank you, Nick. Passer rating, nice. Seventh best under pressure in the league. Golf freaking 27. Yeah, Brock Purdy is going to deal. I, I, so wait, you, you, did, have, you have the whole take there. Yeah. You got the whole you, you, the, the, the word guarantee, see? see I used to got, write in the New York media, New York Times, <laughs> and we always wanted to get a player to guarantee for the back page. Guarantee is a little too strong. Firmly believe, feet down, ten toes, all that, yeah. Go ahead. Well, then I, mean, I guess I got more toes down than you. I guarantee he'll have a good game. Oh, what? I thought you were going the other way. That's supposed yeah. to trump me? Yeah, mess you up. I, I just cooked. I just cooked. You didn't trump nobody. You better keep coming, bro. I guarantee he has a good game because what history tells us is when he's had a bad game, he typically bounces back. And why does he bounce back? Because his coordinator, head coach, Kyle Shanahan, presents a game plan that says and suggests Wait a minute, we can't sh- we can't allow you to shoulder this offense. Uh-oh. He threw the ball 39 times. That's the most he's thrown the ball in his career. Hmm. Like and so that's not that's not the key to their success. That's not how they thrive. They thrive by turning around, handing the ball off, establishing a running game and allowing him to then allow the running game to open things up to where he then has everything to his uh in his liking. So for me, I think he will have a good game. I, I truly believe so, that he will have a good game. That's Brock Purdy bouncing back. So game. I was – that was w- very well done, entertaining, and great, Brew. Inter- and, and I don't like, know if entertaining is – No, that's a compliment. No, listen, we're in the entertainment business. I thought that was really well done. And it also, for me, was a touch nostalgic. Oh, why? Because it reminded me of some of my favorite moments on this show. You were here for a lot of them. And it happened to Does also involve – No, I don't have a clip. Oh. It happened to also involve <laughs> discussing this team in the past. Where it would be us talking about a different Niners quarterback. <laughs> and Brew would go through all these hurdles mm-hmm. explaining how, no, 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 I'm not saying he's great. I'm not saying any of these things. However, here is a list of other greats to compare him to, a la Joe Montana or John Elway. And then at the end, twisting himself in a knot to say, but I believe. 
He's a winner. He'll find a way. And we all agree Brock Purdy is better than Jimmy Garoppolo. Yes, but the reason this frustrating, this conversation has been so frustrating, I think, for Greg and I both is because we dealt with, at the very least, the first cousin of this same debate with the same team with many of the same weapons except Christian McCaffrey yep. over the last few years. And then when it was proven beyond a shadow of a doubt that the guy who was caped for so often by the quarterback win side of the table flat couldn't play dead in a Western, what we then went to was his body gave out on him. He's the was oldest he not one that? year old. Was ever. he not injury prone his whole because career? We, because we. Was he not? He's no, had like yeah, two full yeah, seasons yeah, in his yeah, career. So, and so exactly, and we just let it go because yeah. he stopped becoming a relevant figure in the in the sports world. But what everyone Kinda agrees like with, and everyone, <laughs> including and this Greg Jennings, oh. is why Niners fans have been coming after you this Woo! week. This is why Niners fans have been coming after me all year is because they are projecting. Because their greatest fear is what we are saying out loud, which is deep down, and Brew, I think, agrees with this. The Niners' biggest weakness, if you have to pinpoint one, is their quarterback. So for all the histrionics of third-team All-Pro, MVP finalists, did something Steve Young never did. If you actually talk to someone who believes in the Niners, who likes the Niners, who roots for the Niners, and you said, hey, guys, let's just go through it, the biggest weakness on the team, they might try to wiggle out of it and be like, I don't love our right guard play. But in reality, the answer is the quarterback. No, I, I, I had look. I have to. He is not as good of a quarterback as McCaffrey is a running back. I'll give you that. The biggest weakness is the O line, especially without Trent Williams. Brock Purdy. Even you agree. Right. Their offensive line. Yeah, but with him, even with their offensive line. Is in right twenty second, twenty first. I don't buy the PFF. Yeah, rankings. fine. You don't. That, but but I, an I objective think, analytical standard says they're I, about the twenty second best offensive line that. in the league. I guess what I you even say so, Purdy's not no, that low as far as a quarterback. No, so ranking. here's the thing. I I I think the PFF rankings don't work into enough of account that if you have one of the greatest left tackles of all time, it is almost impossible to have a bad offensive really? line. Really? you got just, a whole other side let, of the let, line. Oh, but let's just, okay, let's just, instead of arguing about the right guard and the center and the right tackle, let's set that aside. Say it's offensive line. Second biggest weakness, bro, is the quarterback. <laughs> I, I would. I, I mean, they don't have a weakness. <laughs> okay. No. I mean, seriously. Right, like, right. what's the weakness? Then, so then, I mean, the, the weakness. The defense last weekend. Now, Purdy didn't play well, so, but the defense didn't either. So this and the is, defense at times has been. They got run on. So this that is was where Wilds. You yeah. you. This is where I get frustrated at times because, like I've said before. I think credit turns into a bit of a zero-sum game. I don't think we have infinite credit. And it is not that I'm trying to tear down this quarterback for overachieving. It is that in effort to prop him up, we then tear away from actual great players. Who? That, from who? For, I don't know. Fred Warner. Brock Nicky or, Bosa. I, J- Eric Armstead. Javon Hargrave. Traverius Ward. Nobody, the, Fred Warner the, was first-team All-Pro. Yeah. Right. Bosa was in. They right, had the most pro right bowlers now, in this, the league. Because here's so the problem. Taken away right from now, them? the team was good but not great. They won 12 games. They weren't 15-2. They weren't juggernaut. We we know they weren't perfect, right? We all agree they have the best running back. We all agree they have amazing skill position guys. We all agree they have a great tight end. They have a, the best left tackle in the football. Who's we taken all, away from that though? What? 
I don't. You said in giving Purdy credit, we're taking away you, from them. They all made the Pro Bowl. No, uh, a bunch of them made All Pro. Right. Like nobody's dis. When, they got McCaffrey's in the MVP vote for a running back. Right like, now, this moment when discussing them, you, you went to the defense might not be that good, but we know the defense is excellent. No, I went like, to the offensive line, uh, and, and then I said last week the defense didn't okay. look good. So no, neither did Purdy. So you're not I don't think. No, I don't think. I, mean, I, I don't like when you say he's their weakness. He's not a weakness. He is a strength. If you want to say he's not as good as Christian McCaffrey, fine. Or I mean, if you want to say Debo and 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 Ayuk and all that, the receiving core, fine. But to categorize him as a weakness, that's just not right. He's not a weakness. He's a strength. Okay. You can guarantee him. He's gonna have a good game. I told you, I firmly believe he's playing very well. <laughs> that, that would be enough. Check in on the I know first things is. first bowl. <laughs> Ravens favored by three and a half. They've rolled several playoff teams on route to the AFC Championship. Uh, Gronk doesn't see how they're losing. Take a listen. I just think the Baltimore Ravens are just too much of a consistent team. They have too much firepower on the offensive side of the ball and defensive side of the uh, on the ball. So I just can't see the Baltimore Ravens losing this game. Okay. Uh, the flip side of that, Greg, is that Mahomes has only lost one playoff game outside of the Super Bowl. Do you think he's being disrespected with no, people? No, no. Oh. Patrick Mahomes is not being disrespected. That's the problem. See, what we do with Patrick Mahomes is we, we know how great he is. We know he's a, a well respected individual, but we somehow want to throw this question of is he being disrespected because we think there's a better team than what he's on. Clearly, the Baltimore Ravens have been the better team all season long. Mm -hmm. They have progressively gotten better. When you look at where they are in their season, what, what holes do they have? I'm not saying that they can't be beaten by this Patrick Mahomes team, but to sit here and act like we're disrespecting Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs because the Baltimore Ravens have been and are the better team even right now currently, like this offense – Tell me where their weakness is. Lamar drops back. He throws. He dies. He runs. This is the best running team in all of football defensively. If you want to go there, this is like their, that's their strength. Like, do they have a weakness? And when you look at the struggles that Patrick Mahomes and his Chiefs team has had, there, it's fair to say that this, this Ravens team, collectively, this year, without going into the archives of last year and the year before, it's better than Patrick Mahomes' team this year, right now, constructed yeah. without grabbing his resume and pulling it forward. So, listen, you make a great point. It's, it's, you know what, Wilds? Let me ask you a question. Would it have been disrespectful to LeBron to say that the Hawks, when they won 60 games, yes. had a better offense, had a better defense, should win that series? Would it have been disrespectful to LeBron to say the Raptors, when they had a better record, a better offense, and a better defense, we're going to win that series? They didn't have the MVP. The, the, Neither of those the, teams had even anything the, close to the uh, MVP. Agreed, yeah. and it's also basketball versus football. I understand that. But so it is not disrespectful to say the Ravens are going to win the game. I don't think what Gronk said is disrespectful. I think a whole hell of a lot of other things have been. I think on, on our network, my friends, Craig Carton, Call him blowout. Colin Coward call him blowout. Brew yesterday flirting with two touchdowns. That's disrespectful. I think that Greg, Greg did something rhetorically smart, but I think a little unfair, <laughs> which is we're not allowed to consider history here, I mean, America, which is the, uh, if a player on this side of the bracket, we can show it to you, has been the best we've ever seen. Exactly. That has to come into it. But what about 
if we were just to discuss him against this very opponent, Baltimore. We can show Mahomes' career against Baltimore. Now, you can say they haven't had a defense as good as this, but for five of Lamar's six years there, they have had a first, second, or third-ranked scoring defense. So they have had great defenses every year of Lamar's career but one. So that's got to play into it to a degree here. And so, yes, there is a level of disrespect. And last point on it, Brew, people are doing something this week also that's really frustrating me, which is... People who knowing all the, the Ravens? no 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 that's fine oh, okay you can do that but people who knew all the injuries Buffalo had going into the game knew the rest disadvantage and then picked the Bills to win knowing all of it are now saying not that good of one come on everybody knew <laughs> Kansas City they, they, that yeah, I'm not saying you did that Brew but you, you I but did you're it. yeah I mean, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean yeah. like that that seems to me to be a little that's rhetorically dishonest coming up next Cowboys talk. I think Troy Aikman solved the Cowboys issue. I think Brew did it, and then Troy said it. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Uh, an article in Dallas Morning News. <laughs> Trey Eggman weighed in on the Cowboys' collapse and said while he doesn't know why the regular season success hasn't quite carried over to the playoffs, he did outline some challenges. Sounds like something Broussard says. I don't know about a sense of entitlement. There's a lot of perks to playing for the Dallas Cowboys. There's a lot of benefits to playing for the Dallas Cowboys. So I think the challenge for the organization and for the head coach is to be able to still keep the players with that edge. Brew, it feels like you've been saying that. I have for the last five years or so. The Dallas Cowboys are not primarily a football franchise, and this is their biggest problem. They are primarily a circus. They're like a soap opera, a movie, a drama that is set, it's in a football setting, <laughs> but it's really not about the football. You know what I mean? Like loving basketball, in a basketball movie, yeah. but it was really about the love story. Yeah. You know what, what I mean? He got game. Similar? Yeah, yeah. he, he got I'm game. Sorry. You know, yes. it, it, there's yeah. some basketball yeah. in it, but that's my like. And the story with the Cowboys is always like, what's Micah saying on the podcast? What did Jerry say after the game? Dak, his money. There's always something else. Every other franchise, correct me if I'm wrong, it's football, period. There are other things that pop up, but they're always secondary. With the Cowboys, this other stuff is primary, and the football is secondary. It's good for business. It's good to make money, but it's not great for winning a championship. Well, I would say the Chiefs. You got Travis Kelsey. You got Jason Kelsey. But don't they, you? That's still second. To me, it's, it's I secondary. mean, it's second because we've seen those teams have success recently. So for me, I don't even think it's all about that. I really think this pressure is real for this team. Like, not going to the NFC Championship game in, what, 29 years? I haven't been there in 29 years. This pressure is real. And once you start to get behind, when they got behind, when Green Bay went down and drove and they watched offensively their defense just get walked down the field Mm -hmm. and then Green Bay punches it in and takes seven minutes off the clock, now that puts pressure on you as an offense. As you're going on the field, you're looking like, really? You can't get a stop? And so that, that starts to build up. When Michael Parsons, before Michael Parsons got there and CeeDee Lamb, 
Micah came into the league not having to carry that luggage because he's like, that was the old Cowboys. I'm here now. CD is here now. We don't, we don't, we don't identify with that. Right. But now after three seasons and you've experienced those losses in the Lost postseason, that so pressure is real. <laughs> it is yours to carry now. So for me, it's like, yes, I agree with you. Quiet all that other stuff. Jerry Jones is the ringleader. Right. It's Stop saying what this team is going to be and just let them be whatever they are. All right, that thing you said about Micah and CeeDee Lamb is one of the smartest things I've heard anyone say about the Cowboys all year. And people talk about it more than anything. And I don't know, it's the smartest things are things that are the moment someone says it are obvious, but you had never thought of it. Yeah. Like, the, I had, it, once you say it, it's like, oh, of course that's true, but I had never thought of it. Because when Brew all year was talking about the 28 years of dysfunction, and I would make the point, okay, but. The stars on this team are 25 years old, so who gives a damn about those things? But Greg's point that now that you add, okay, you lose to the Niners at home two years ago. They're young. You know, Mike is a a rookie year. There's things, whatever it is. Last year, you lost to a better team. You were on the road. You know what I mean? But now that this Packer loss has happened and they're bringing everyone back, everyone carries it with them. Every single person carries it with them. And so it is, it's no longer like you don't have to hearken back to, oh, the bobbled snap by Romo. Dez didn't catch it. Mm-hmm. It's plays you were involved in. So yeah. I think I just. And it's, it's not just on Dak any longer. It's, it, it, obviously, Dak didn't play well, but it's on all of those guys now. All your stars did not play well. Okay. So what do you do? Oh, That's the question. <laughs> I know. No one knows. What? The owners should stop talking. I mean, seriously. What about Micah's podcast? Maybe put an end to that. Should Micah just say, you know what? Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So, to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash FTF, netsuite.com slash FTF, netsuite.com slash FTF. Jim Harbaugh, new coach of the Chargers, looking to unlock Justin Herbert, who has yet to win a playoff game. Uh, The team was riddled with injuries last year. Herbert missed four games. Uh, <laughs> Eckler missed three games. I'm not laughing at what you're saying. Just Harbaugh is amazing. Yeah, laugh, I love laughing it. at Both Sorry. missed eight games. No. You don't like injuries? No, I was laughing at Harbaugh's <laughs> video. Okay. Uh, all right, Nick, does this make Chargers Super Bowl contenders? No, stop it. I think Harbaugh's excellent. Uh, but no, absolutely unequivocally not. I don't think people realize how bad they were. 
And I understand, like, okay, Justin Herbert missed the last four games of the year. I get that. Deshaun Watson only played four games. Joe Burrow only played four healthy games. What Those two teams were combined, what, 20 and 14 on the season. Can we show the AFC standings? The Chargers were a game better than New England. And we, they beat and, us 6 to nothing. <laughs> yeah, you're right. They were one they touchdown by the Patriots away the from having the, 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 worst, yeah. the worst record in, in the AFC. And, Greg, this team is going to be, talent-wise, worse next year than this year because they went all in. Uh, Boson and Khalil Mack combined for $73 million on their cap, and Mike Williams and Keenan Allen combined for $67 million on their cap. So at least three of those four are probably not going to be back. And they need offensive linemen, they need defensive linemen. So, no, I just I think this is a great hire. And I think Harbaugh is a great coach. But they're not, their next step is get back into regular playoff contention, not Super Bowl contention. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't think this makes them a, a playoff or a Super Bowl contending team. However, what I do believe it will do is shift all the focus to the offensive side of the ball and Justin Herbert. Hmm. Like, we, we've always oh, excused what they've done and what he has been able to do in this team and, and their lack of accomplishments because, yeah, but their defense is so bad. He puts them in position, but their defense is – they score points, but they're de- – now you get an offensive-minded coach. The, the, the attention now shifts to you as an offense. Can you overcome? Because we, we never said that with Patrick Mahomes. Because he was good enough yeah. to overcome what they didn't have defensively. And so, it, but you have Andy Reid as well. So I think once you pair a young quarterback who is as talented as we believe that Justin Herbert is and what he's done early in his career, and I know he's tapered off, but now you give him a guy that's an offensive mind in his, in his uh, corner, like the, the focus in the shift is going to be, okay, Justin. Here we go. Let's let's be great. I, I think, Nick, the argument against them being a contender, I don't think it's the talent. Because, of, of course, we'll see who's there next yeah. year. But I still think they're going to be talented. And they do have the key piece, which is a quarterback. I think the argument is the cap. And, and well, let's see how they maneuver the yeah. salary cap. You know, because you can maneuver it. And maybe they can bring more of those guys back than losing most of them. But I think they're going to make the playoffs. Like, I think we're forgetting how good this team was. A couple years ago, look at – remember how they were blowing all those huge leads? That was on the coach. And then last year, like I said, seven of their losses by three or fewer points, I think on the coach. And I think midway, maybe even before – like early four, five, six weeks into the season, I think the players were so done with Brandon Staley that the environment was terrible and they were worse than they were. So good coaches or great coaches, Andy Reid, turn the cheese around like that. Like great coaches really turn teams around quickly. So I think they get into the playoffs Mm. and then you got a very good quarterback and a great coach, so they'd be dangerous. Greg, I know you had success as a wild card. Obviously, we saw Tom Brady win the Super Bowl as a wild card. I'm shocked that Sean Payton and Jim Harbaugh could have their pick of spots and just decided to go up and basically compete for the wild card that the AFC West is Mahomes. And maybe that's me watching Brady win the AFC East every year. Like, well, here's our path. Win the AFC East and let's make some some noise. Rarely are we trying to compete for the playoffs. Excuse me, compete for the wild card. And that seems like competing for the wild card. There's no wiggle room. Like, that's, that's what you're doing now with Mahomes. You're not going to win the AFC West. What options were there? Atlanta? That, that, that is real, but also, you, you don't think that way. They you should. You, you don't <laughs> think, like, oh, I can't beat Andy Reid. Right. 
Like, that's not how you okay, think. Okay, well, a I mean, Tennessee is a, it would isn't it would have been. I think Tennessee would have been the most interesting. If you like Levis. For, well, because it, if the idea is that Harbaugh can, you know, take a player like Levis and get him to his apex, and you have a lot of flexibility, more money, I think you got a way easier. Path. And the Prince. Yeah. There. Stroud I mean, the I'm Prince, not, not. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live from New York, it's a show that just honestly had a four-minute conversation about reviving Mac Jones' career. Greg, he's a believer. <laughs> the second hour of the I mean, I, and I couldn't have been more tuned out. <laughs> <laughs> just silent. You guys were. <laughs> Today, Mahomes, not an MVP finalist. Can he silence the doubters in Baltimore this weekend? Meanwhile, Luca gets a fan thrown out of the game. Oh, he looks so mad. Is this fair or foul? But right now it's time for the most motivational segment in all sports. Also time where we read some viewer mail. Yeah. I went to the post office today to get the mail, and I just had a little light today. We don't have our mail delivered. We have to I go have get to it go, from the post when office. When it comes in a satchel, you got to go there. They don't oh, deliver satchels. Okay, got it. On Christmas. Okay. Dear Wilds, excited for Chiefs-Ravens, the first things first bowl. Question. Is the first things first bowl the game? Or is it Monday show that you're trying to drive viewers towards? Cheers, Ryan, Ryan and Brian. Ryan and Brian, excellent question. We're not 100% sure. Hubs described the first things first bowl as like his wedding. It's kind of like the whole thing. It's the ceremony and the after party. What's wrong? I'm just waiting. There's nothing to wait for. <laughs> not, here's our promo for the first things first. Well, there are some Easter eggs in here. It's between Brew, who has been rooting for the Ravens the entire time, and me, uh, excuse me, and Nick, who's been rooting for the Chiefs. And there I am, of course, not excommunicated. I am still a fan. So that's the first things first bowl. Please tune in. Are you the Easter egg? <laughs> I am. <laughs> And there's a, <laughs> tune in for what it's supposed to be just a oh. wonderful. <laughs> 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 hey, that's not the part that's inaccurate. Yeah, that, oh, I can deal with the hair. Yes, 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 it's he the body that everybody's guys. like, that's not Oh my goodness. Not oh, All right, here we go. It's the dumbest bit on TV. First time in a while, maybe this season, that there's been a basketball. Oh. Related person on it. And here we go at number three, Doc Rivers. Oh mm. boy. Doc, everybody loves you. Everybody loves Doc so much so that the Milwaukee Bucks in an in just turned their team over to him to win the NBA championship in a championship or bust season. L Bob. Right? LeBob, absolutely. All right, even though, Doc, you haven't been past the second round since 2012, or as my radio colleague on the eye, couple Rob Parker would say, since Moby Dick was a guppy. You haven't been past the second round. All right, so Doc, look, here is a shot at redemption. Because we're all for third chance, but get second chances, third 
third chances, all right? After failing in seven seasons with the Clippers to get them past the second round, after failing in three seasons with the Philadelphia 76ers to get them past the second round, now you have a chance. And I'm telling you, Doc, if you win a championship with this team, even though it is, you know, you got arguably the best player in the world or top three in Giannis, and Damian Lillard, all-time great, who is hungry. If you deliver them a championship, people will not be talking about the blown 3-1 leads, the blown 3-2 leads, and all of that stuff. You will be redeemed, no question about it. Doc, I'm pulling for you. All right, at number two, Lamar Jackson. Now, Lamar, you're not facing the pressure you did last week when you hadn't played well in the playoff game. You played great last week, and you were facing a rookie. So if you had lost to him, it would have really looked bad. Now you're facing Patrick Mahomes. Yes, you guys are favored, but there is no shame in losing to the great Patrick Mahomes. But I don't even think you're motivated by the pressure of the media narrative or your opponents or even your teammates and coaches. I think the only pressure you feel is what you put on yourself. And you have said, you have You have downplayed being all pro, downplayed winning the division, downplayed winning the MVP, which you probably will. You have said it doesn't matter. All I'm focused on is a Super Bowl. So if you lose this game, I think you're going to have trouble sleeping at night. All right, for the rest of the offseason. So that's the pressure. But Lamar, I do believe in you. All right, at number one, look. I'm fair. We're fair here on the bud list. Mm-hmm. Brock Purdy. Wow. All right, now, Brock, you've done just about everything that you could do. I mean, you went out there and balled against Dallas, against Philadelphia. You outplayed the prince that was promised, Trevor Lawrence, head-to-head by a mile. By a mile. Uh, you, you, you finished, you led the league in several significant passing categories. You are in the conversation for an MVP, officially. You are in the conversation, not just with Brute. And you went out there finally in inclement weather. You went ahead and got a comeback victory. And still, you get no love from certain people. All right, so, Brock, what you got to do is don't even worry about the naysayers, the 'er ne'er-do-wells. Don't even worry about them. All right, you just go out there and play. If you lose, they will pounce. If you win, they will sigh. No big deal. All right, just go out there and do your thing. We know you can do it. And, Brock, I believe in you. Good butt list. Good butt list. I'm going to add Aiden Hutchinson and this Detroit Lions Mm. defense to this butt list. And the reason why I'm going to add this group is because when you look at the landscape of these last four teams that are remaining, there is only one team that has a glaring hole and weakness, and that is this defense. Specifically, their pass defense. And when we look into the numbers, the last three games of the season, and yes, I'm adding week 18 because the Lions decided, and Dan Campbell, who's the head coach, decided, I'm going to play my guys. Yep, that's right. And they played the Minnesota Vikings, and Nick Mullins was the quarterback of the Minnesota Vikings. And he threw for 396 (laughs) yards. And when you look at these numbers, this is a problem. I understand you guys have overcome it. You've won in all three of these games. But you can't think that you're going to go into 49er land, the Bay Area, and beat that team giving up this amount of yardage and explosive plays. When you look at these two playoff games, Matthew Stafford came into your house. Obviously, Baker Mayfield, 
what happened? They threw for over 350 Ooh. yards, basically, and they had a field day. Like, you're giving up too many big plays, and Aiden Hutchinson, why you're, all, why you're the face of this is because you're the most important player. You're the most yep. valuable player on that defense. And what I understand to know is if you can get after the quarterback, you make it easy on your guys in the back end. I believe you can get after the quarterback. You've been doing a decent job, but you got to open it up for some other guys so that those guys in the back end can breathe a little bit because when the game is on the line, you better believe that the offense, yeah. the opposing offense is going to attack your secondary. No, that's true. That's true. I, I, I Look, their secondary is their weakness. I don't think it's quite as bad as the numbers suggest because I think they're so good against the run that you have to throw the ball. And so the stats, the yardage they give up is a little bloated. But, yeah, I mean, if they stop the run, if they don't stop Brock Purdy from passing the ball, they're in trouble because – I think they're going to be able to run it on them a little bit, too. I am putting Kyle Shanahan on the bubbles. So a quick little history lesson about Kyle Shanahan, if you will. He was an offensive coordinator, a great offensive coordinator, quarterbacks coach, offensive coordinator, Washington, Houston, and then Atlanta. Atlanta's where he really peaked, got the best season you could ever imagine out of Matt Ryan, a top 10 all-time scoring season up to that point in time by that Atlanta Falcons team. And then in the Super Bowl, with a large lead, kept pressing the gas. Now, it wasn't every single play, and if you go through the play-by-play, you can see they didn't have a ton of opportunities, but kept pressing the gas, most notably on that final drive, and Tom Brady, of course, snatched the Super Bowl from him. I believe that game fundamentally changed how Kyle Shanahan would call games in the playoffs as a head coach, where his weakness has been not only not pressing the gas, but holding on to the handbrake at every turn, not aggressive on fourth downs terrified of the end of half situations and you saw it again this past week when instead of trying to go score before the half he was like oh we're in fringe field goal territory let's just make sure that our opponent doesn't get the ball and it ended up going poorly for them then who is he up against this weekend Dan Campbell, who has never met a fourth down decision he doesn't want to go for, (laughs) a fake punt he doesn't want to flirt with, a two-point conversion, even if it's from the 27-yard line after multiple (laughs) personal fouls. Screw it! We're going for it! And so I think the Niners have a decided advantage everywhere in this game except for in two positions, the quarterback and game management by the coach. They can overcome one of those. I don't know that they can overcome them both. So Kyle Shanahan needs to get back to what he once was as an offensive coordinator. Be aggressive, trust the numbers on some of these things, and don't be so conservative. Trust your players to come through. I don't know if he's going to do No, that's a good call. You wonder, because remember, before this game last weekend, he was 0-30 when trailing by 5 in the fourth quarter. Did, Did Purdy, did them winning that game, Unlock something in him. Maybe it'll be he threw. They, they had to throw the ball, but yep. they did. So it'll be interesting to watch. All right, I'm putting Bill Belichick on the bud list. Wow. When Belichick was let go by the Crafts in New England, this was the graphic that we showed. There was seven open jobs, eight if you counted the Patriots job that was unlikely he was going to get. Mm-hmm. But slowly but surely, all of these jobs except three have been filled. We also thought that maybe the Eagles job would open up. Maybe the Cowboys job would open up. Two weeks later, it's just the commanders who are basically in the exact same position that the Patriots are in. Don't know if you're going there. The Seahawks, who let go of Pete Carroll because they wanted a younger coach, so they're not going to hire Bill Belichick. And the Falcons, where the reports are this morning that this job is still wide open. Making matters worse, Vrabel still out there. Dan Quinn 
still out there. Eric Bieniemy is still out there. Kellen Moore. Now they're Harbaugh's with the Chargers. Does anyone want to give Kellen Moore a job? Ben Johnson. Everybody. Yeah, ben Johnson. Is ben the, Johnson busy yeah. with the 49ers, but he's still out there. So all of a sudden you look around like, what is Belichick going to do if he doesn't get one of these jobs? Is he going to take a year off? doesn't have a ton of time left. He wants to chase Chula's record. Is he going to go into the media? That would be interesting. He's got an Emmy, and we invited him onto the show. Or Galaxy Brain. What do you think about just downshifting into a defensive coordinator job? What? 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 You don't like that? No. no. For no. who? For Bill Belichick? What? What? I got to do something? I'm giving no, you all no, the options. I, I, look, I, it, it'll be a bad... Fire your defensive It's going to be a bad look if he doesn't get any of these jobs. What he but might not, bro. I know, no, I and to be honest, if I'm him, I don't really want any of those. Okay, so what are you doing? Wait a year, sit out a year, yes. and let's Philly might open up. If they don't do it, oh, Buffalo could open Philly, up. Philly, Buffalo, Dallas, yep. maybe Jacksonville if Trevor disappoints yep. or if the team disappoints. Better so, jobs no, will But open. I'm saying there's gonna there's a lot of jobs. Colin was talking about this and he was right. There's a lot of teams with quarterbacks that are either good to excellent whose coaches start next year on the hot seat. Yes. And yes. so for Vrabel yes. or Belichick, if these are the jobs remaining, yeah. you might be better off yep. saying I'll totally spend the agree. year in the media or on his boat, which is called eight rings, should be called six. He counts those three coordinators. <laughs> Why wouldn't he count those? Why wouldn't he count those? Because they're not his, I mean, they're you not You know how much money he has to spend updating his boat every two years? It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. First things first, bull. Where'd the cowboy go? Cowboy's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Tune in Monday for all the reaction to this game. Uh, AFC Championship, obviously, Sunday at 3. Chiefs are more than field goal underdogs. Ravens' point differential has been historically good. But then again, Mahomes rarely loses playoff games. Nick, mm-hmm. what are you doing? Just go ahead, ask the question. <laughs> what would a Chiefs win prove? Well, three things. Okay. Okay. Yeah. First of all, full, unequivocal, and unquestioning vindication of not only the Tyree Kill trade, but the team building choice they made a year ago. Sure. Which was we are going to pivot off of arguably the single best non quarterback in football and the and what that opens up for our offense and all of it. Two, while everyone else, when we were talking about the Chargers and we were talking about teams in rough cap position, whatever, right. teams that have really put a lot on the credit card, we're going to put none on the credit card. We're not going to act like the window is right now and right now only. And we're going to redouble on young players, particularly on the defensive side of the ball. And while everyone, Nick Wright included, was saying, maybe maybe go after DeAndre Hopkins. Maybe call Odell Beckham Jr. saying, no, we are going to keep those snaps available for young receivers Go through the the pitfalls of that yeah. and then believe at the end of the year at least one will have emerged. That will be vindicated unequivocally if they make the Super Bowl. Right. The second thing is this. A lot of the folks who are the biggest Tom Brady supporters and others have said this year, you know what? This year reminds me a lot of like Brady 06, Brady 19, mm-hmm. when he was great. 
but they just didn't have the horses. Well, those years, of course, Brady either lost in round one or round two, couldn't get there. If this year Mahomes, when everyone's like, yeah, it reminds me of those disappointing Patriot years, they find a way to get there, it's an interesting little long-term checkmark in the GOAT debate. And last but not least, this will be the motto for everyone, not just Nick Wright. They will be undoubtable in the future. If this Chiefs team makes the Super Bowl, I don't care if they start next year. Trying to get a five shot. and five. Got to work with Chris. Here. What? Sorry. There yeah. you go. I don't care what they start. You are not allowed to doubt them ever again. That if this team, with all its flaws, that everyone has talked all year about how vulnerable it is, wasting Patrick Mahomes' prime, not scary all of it, if they beat a great Baltimore team that's at full strength in their building after go through Tua. Josh Allen, Lamar, to get to the Super Bowl, you can never doubt him again. That's what it would prove. My answer is somewhat related to your last point, in that if they win, and if they win this game, either for at least the next two weeks into the Super Bowl, or if they win the Super Bowl, because you got to follow it up. But for that period of time, the mystique around Patrick Mahomes right. will become crazy. And it will be like... How you going to beat this guy? It'll be like Brady after whether it was five or six, whichever Super Bowl, he became like everywhere he goes. Brady after just the Atlanta Tom Super Brady. Bowl. Yeah, it was like it was this dude's going to – I would compare it like Ali when he beat Foreman in the Rumble in the Jungle. Ali wasn't supposed to win that fight. He was older. Foreman was knocking everybody out. And Ali won, and it, that's where his mystique really, mm-hmm. really came from as far as in the ring. And it was like – this dude is just, like, mythical. And that's what Mahomes will be. And there will become a fear factor among the other teams, How particularly the AFC. Yeah, like, I mean, not that they won't think they don't ever have a chance, but it's going to be like, man, how, how are we going to beat this guy? Nick, well, you said it earlier. And for me, what would a Chiefs win prove? That the regular season doesn't matter. <sighs> Like it just get that. in. It literally would be like <clears throat> they they went through this entire regular season. Like, who are they? What can they be? Oh, this can't. They can't get it done. They can't score any points. And then they turn into this juggernaut where Patrick Mahomes is so good. Whether you have him at home, the whole idea of yep. yeah. even on he's never played on the road. Man, it it wouldn't matter. Right. He would have gone into Buffalo, right into the vein. He would have gone into Baltimore, <laughs> and historic and, great defense. And, like, yeah. what else could you right. say? It's like the, the right. regular season. At at some point, it doesn't even matter. So while and this, that just while you were saying that, while the twenty and zero was obviously a classic oh category God. three. Instantly wrong. Yeah. You know what? Winning. A- you know what? Winning this week could turn into a classic category two. Practice. That all year was practice. <laughs> and you got. And Wilds yelled at me the other day about a month ago. He's like, "You said they were practicing." And I was like, "Man, Wilds fired up." I. If they end up going through this gauntlet, because I don't know about. We haven't talked about this, and maybe we'll talk about it more tomorrow. I look at this game as the Super Bowl. I, I'm telling you right now, whomever wins the, this game, I, 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 I believe is I'm, winning I'm the Super Bowl. You there. Uh, and so, and Niners. I'm not trying to disrespect the Niners right. or the Lions, but I think the biggest game is right now. Right. And to be able, to, if they win this, 
to do to the AFC, which is far and away right now the stronger of the two conferences, what LeBron did to the Eastern Conference when it was the weaker of the two conferences in a single elimination sport where parity, you know, in the NFL, no one's ever won three in a row. In basketball, uh, four teams have won three in a row, and one team won eight in a row. And so to be able to do that in the modern era of football, man, the free agents here. And what Jordan did to the whole league. Well, yeah, yeah, LeBron he had, he had to quit a couple Jordan times. Yeah, he quit. He had to quit and come back. <laughs> quit and come back. Luke, he's he's all right. <laughs> Jordan did it in little three-year bites. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Tomorrow. Is it 200 million? We're actually, 200 oh, wow. million, yes. That hurts. Uh, tomorrow, upset alert, <laughs> of course. How can Bruce still have his face on the graphic? I'm Wait, both what? on there. That's right, but how can he be on there at all? I was 75% laughing. Bruce, you, you back-to-back weeks have said there will be no upsets. Metal sign. Rockets. Need a bucket. Who do they go to? There you go. Stick with it. Wow. Great game. 30 points, 10 rebounds, it's 8 assists. Other human beings calling him the wizard. You stick with the So I'm just ki- so just real quick. Top so loss. when a rookie win Benyama's team only has eight wins, you kill him. But when Shingun, who you're saying is an all-star and damn near a veteran at this point, they lose to the Blazers, you just don't care. We're, we're, we're in 11th place right now. We're, we're a game oh, up on the Warriors. You got a mouse in your pocket? Oh, we're not a game up on the Warriors? You're, you're a wee all of a sudden? Bronze! <laughs> Shea, 32-6-10 in a win over the Spurs. The, everyone wanted to see Chet Wimby, and that was great. But Shea was once again the best player on the court. Silver, Devin Booker, a rare victory over Luka. He doesn't get many of those. 46-7. and seven. And then Giannis celebrates an ouster of his head coach that he had no idea was coming. He was as shocked <laughs> as anybody. Hey, send the guy a text or something. Maybe Thanasis knew. 35-18-10 and 10 and went over the Cavs. Let's go back to Suns Mavs. Luka had a fan ejected from the game. Uh, here was Luka on his rationale after the game. That's Why did you he- ask for the fan to be ejected? You- because he was cursing me the whole first half, too. Why don't you ask for Luka to be ejected in the first half then? Because I never would eject a fan. They pay for tickets, but I had enough, you know. It's a little bit of frustration. Yeah, listen, I love Luka. The thing that that crossed the line evidently was he told him to get his ass on a treadmill and he looks like he's tired. (laughs) If I were with someone at a game and they were doing that, I would be embarrassed for them. But you shouldn't be throwing up a game for it. If you are not, if you are not using Overly vulgar language, any slurs, obviously, or anything about someone's family, that's part of being a pro athlete is dealing with it. Sorry, maybe in a, in a different society, maybe a better, I don't, no, it's part of it. And so I just don't think, I don't think you should be thrown out of the game for saying West Brick. No. I don't think you should be thrown out of the game. You can, what? You want to hit the road. <laughs> hit the road. Well, I gotta have a joke. What? I can you have, can't. I can't. They, you can heckling used to be a fun part. You, yeah, when I started covering the NBA, you had hecklers in Washington and Detroit that were known. Yeah, Mr. As yeah, like, Whoa, Whammy, Mr. Whammy. I mean, that's it was fine. Fun. But no, it, I have a silly take. Get on a treadmill. Mm-hmm. You the, can't say that. The silly take is like 
hit the road. The serious take is like the code of conduct, I think, is that there's a trickle down effect to it. So when you're on your best behavior here, I think everything rises up. You want to heckle guys? Get out. Pack really? Your stuff up. Yeah, I'm trying to have a No cocktail. heckling? You can boo. And you can go like this. Well, Mr. <laughs> no, and by the way, if you see me at a game. Dusty, give me the graphic. I will call security. Young I, people. Guys, if you see Wilds at a game. They be soft.